0: My goal is to share with you the tools, tips, and tricks to help you in your journey. So let's dig in into today's episode. Hello, welcome back to the Leading Yourself podcast. Today we have another Leading Your Career episode with uh, an amazing guest. Today with us is Andy Storch. He's the author, consultant, coach, speaker, facilitator, He specializes in helping his clients turn strategy into action and people doing the best work for their lives. His purpose is to love and support his family and to impact the world by inspiring people to take control of their lives with intention and their careers. He's the host of two podcasts and the author of the book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, Welcome to the podcast, Andy. Such a pleasure to have you here.
1: Oh, Carolina, thank you so much for having me for that warm welcome, and uh, the pleasure is all mine.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for this conversation. Um, I was telling you before the recording, I've already recommended your book to several people, and I thought, you know what? What a great platform to leverage the podcast to get this message to more people that are struggling to figure out what to do next. And yeah. uh, before we jump into all of these exciting topics, can you share a little bit about your background? Um, I know I, I mentioned you are a podcaster, you're an author, you're a coach, mm. but can you expand a little bit on your story and yeah. what took you to write this, this book?
1: Right. Well, uh, yeah, I'm happy to. And we can go anywhere with it if you like, but uh, I had a long and winding career, up and down, lots of different things. I, I tried a lot of things, especially in my 20s and 30s, trying to figure out uh, what did I want to do, what was I supposed to be doing, um, and and struggled quite a bit, to be honest. Um, you know, For a lot of time, I think in my 20s, I was really drifting through my career. Um, I was having fun, but I wasn't really making progress towards any type of career goals, never really found myself in a career that I truly enjoyed. Uh, until I stumbled upon a career in consulting, uh, because of a, a, a relationship, a friend of mine got me a job with a really great consulting company called BTS. And it allowed me to start creating, uh, workshops. We, we created business simulations and I got to travel all over the world, uh, facilitating these workshops, teaching leaders and executives about things like leadership, finance, strategy, business acumen, stuff like that. And, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun, very fulfilling, And I learned a lot about business and about leadership and from, you know, what success looked like in different organizations. And I also observed many people kind of drifting through their careers, you know, operating in reaction mode, waiting for other people to tell them what to do, whether it be their boss or their parents or others. Uh, They might be moving up the corporate ladder, right? Doesn't mean they're not quote unquote successful, um, but not necessarily happy. And I think a lot of times people uh, go through those motions and they wake up at, 50 or 60 or whatever, and asking, what the heck have I been doing for the last 20, 30 years? And I knew there must be a better way. And and along the way, I also discovered the world of personal development. I know you're really big into personal growth, personal development, um, whatever you want to call it. In 2016, I started getting really into personal development after I heard a podcast and read a book called The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod, And uh, that one was uh, really changed my life was a game changer for me, I I developed, started, uh, you know, following his practice of having a morning routine and starting the day with things like meditation, um, visualization, affirmations, uh, reading, writing and exercise. And um, some of these things I had been kind of doing, but really, you know, putting it all together in this morning routine was was really impactful for me. And I started doing a lot of Self-development, a lot of self-reflection, a lot of inner work, a lot of listening to podcasts and reading books and learning everything I could to figure out, you know, what do I want to do? Where do I want to go with my career? And what I gravitated towards was the idea of entrepreneurship that I really wanted to be running my own business. I felt like so compelled, pulled towards that value of freedom And so I did everything I could to make that a reality for me. Um, I left the consulting company I was with to go become an independent consultant with a smaller group. Uh, And then eventually in 2020, I went out completely on my own. And what I realized as I was going through all of this, and, and I started writing the book in 2020, and I published it in November 2020, was that I was doing all this work to create the career and the life that I love and that I wanted. Right, And I learned so much along the way. I knew there was a lot that I could be sharing with others to help other people. Now, for me, it was about moving towards entrepreneurship, because that's what was really dr- I was drawn towards. But I've had many conversations with clients and people you know, around the world. And I know that entrepreneurship is not for everyone, right? Most people will tell me, I have no interest in doing that. I like being part of a bigger group or an organization or having you know the paycheck I can rely on, whatever the reason is, right? And there's nothing wrong with that. But I think what all people do want is a happy and fulfilling career, right? They want to be happy. They want to feel like the work they're doing is meaningful, that they're contributing, um, that they're doing work that, that takes advantage of their strengths. And so I wanted to create a guidebook for them. I wanted to create something that would help people find that. And uh, that's why I published my book, Own Your Career, Own Your Life. And I've been on a mission since then to teach and inspire more people to take ownership of their careers. That's
0: um- That's amazing, and I can relate so much about your personal development journey. For me, Mm. it all started with the morning routine. For those that have been listening to our podcast for a while, it was episode two of the podcast was morning routine because it was Mm. it's been such a game changer for me. Yes, Um, and I love that book, that uh, Miracle Morning. Also, really, really inspiring. So I can relate a lot with. I'm on the corporate side of in in, in my career, but I can relate a lot with your purpose and your mission, right? I work in talent management. yeah. And the reason why I decided to focus on talent management and development is precisely that, how to help people perform to their best and grow to their fullest potential in a way that feels fulfilling. I think a lot of times we use successful and fulfilled as synonyms Right. And a lot of times what happens is we're chasing success. And Mm -hmm. I, I think you're so right. One day we wake up and we're like, okay, yeah, I might be successful. I might be making a lot of money, having the title that I always wanted, but I feel empty. I feel something is missing. So I I, I I love that.
1: I, I think the problem is that most people, first of all, don't realize that success is a very personal and relative term, right? Like your idea of success might be different from my idea of success. Um, But also most people think of success, quote, success as like you said, money title or some type of arbitrary goal. Like, Oh, that person's so successful because they have this big house or they have a boat or um, you know, they have a vice president title or whatever it may be. What if success is just happiness? Like, what if that's all it is? And it sounds so simple, but how many people do you know that are like truly Happy with their life, you know, fulfilling career, um, you know, home life is is pretty good. Uh, you know, they 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 have fun on the weekends, whatever it is. Like to truly be happy, and and I interviewed uh, a billionaire once, and and I asked him about success, and and I loved his definition, was was something to the effect of success is just being satisfied with your life and living with no regrets essentially and and we're, we're gonna have some regrets sometimes I have a few right but um but really being able to live life that way and say that I'm happy and I love my life and you can be very happy making you know fifty thousand dollars a year or more or less right it doesn't matter what the salary is and and i think a lot of people don't realize that happiness is kind of up to them um but the career is a big factor a very aspect to that right like finding work that you love doing is a big driver because, you know, as people always say, we spend, you know, however many hours it is, most (laughs) people spend like 50 hours a week working. And you add that up throughout the year. It's, it's a lot of time that you're, that you're working. So it'd be nice if you could enjoy some of it.
0: Yeah. I tell that to everyone in my team always is like, we spend more time at work that we spend with our families or doing anything else. Yeah. So we should wake up every morning excited about what, what we're doing and the impact we're making doing something that lights us up, that energizes us. So um, I think we're so alike in, in the way we see this. So here's my first question for you, Andy. And you kind of answered it, but I'm, I'm going to yeah. ask it more directly. What does owning your career mean?
1: Mm. So owning your career means taking full responsibility for your career, for your life, for your time, for your actions, and um, you know that means that you're not a victim. You don't blame other people. You don't wait for other people. You don't rely on other people. Uh, certainly, if you work in an organization, y- you can't like get everything you want without getting some help from your boss and other people. Right? Um, just as I, even working on my own, like unless I have clients that are willing to work with me. Um, you know, I'm pretty much out of business and I got to go do something else, right? Like we can't do everything on our own. And in fact, I have a whole chapter in my book about the importance of asking for and getting help. Like humans are social creatures. We are meant to be supporting each other, collaborating, working with others. Uh, we need that. And I think that's really important. Uh, however, I also think it's really important that we take personal responsibility for everything going on in our career and in our life. And that means that if you're in a situation that you're not that happy about, you stop waiting for other people to fix it for you you take full responsibility and say, Well, I got myself to where I am today, and I'm going to figure out what it is that I truly want to do. And I'm going to put a plan in place for that. And I'm not going to wait for other people to tell me what to do or give me permission. I'm going to start taking action on that. And I might need help, right? I might need to talk to my manager, find a mentor, hire a coach, um, you know, just read more books, whatever it may be. And understand that things are not going to be perfect. Things are not going to work out perfectly. They're not going to go all the way that I want, right? You might uh, go out for that promotion and not get it but there's a big difference between saying, Oh, I didn't get it because my manager's a jerk or they didn't recognize the work that I was doing versus asking, well, I wonder why Sally got that promotion and I didn't, I wonder if there's more I could do. What if there's things I could learn from her? um, And I I wonder if I can take more responsibility and and take more action, uh, you know, next time. And that's not to say there aren't situations that are out of your control. There's still tons of unconscious bias going on right in the world. And, Uh, you know, performance reviews that are not totally fair to people, Uh, we need to evaluate that and understand that as well and see, is it something that if it's not serving me, is it something that I can change, that I can fix? And if it's not, then maybe I need to go somewhere else and and try doing something else, right? Not sit there and wallow in the, you know, woe is me, whatever it may be. Every situation is different. But at the end of the day, it's about taking personal responsibility and asking, what can I do to improve my situation?
0: Yeah. I love that. And I, you see me smiling because I'm like, <laughs> I, I think the same way, right? I always yeah. say you, you have to design, build and drive your career. I mean, I've been working, I work with an automotive for 18 years. So I think that's very mm. ingrained on my brain, but yeah. design, build and drive your career. And I think just that switching approach that you're talking about can make a, a huge difference on the level of fulfillment right when you're always blaming others because you're not getting where you want to go yeah you tend to leave in in a state of frustration and a state of um being unseen and you know it, it's being bitter right and when you're taking the driver's seat even if you don't get there mm-hmm. it just prompts different questions that you ask yourself and mm-hmm. I think you live in this, momentum of progress and I always say that where we're talking about happiness right and fulfillment and success and all these terms I'm like it's not about the destination it's about that sense of making progress that makes you feel fulfilled along the way so mm-hmm. I, I, I can't agree more yes. with what you're saying now you mentioned you have a, a whole section in your book talking about asking for help and I refer, you know, the term that I use is who is in your success squad? Who are mm. the people that you surround yourself, that you look for support? Um, can like you that. talk a little bit about why it's important to ask for help? And, and yeah. who, who can you reach out to ask for help when it comes to, to your career?
1: Sure. Yeah. Um, I like that success squad. I mean, as I mentioned earlier, humans are social creatures. If you study uh, human history at all, you can see that for 98% of our history, people lived in tribes, right? And you really could not survive on your own. You had to be with other people to help protect you and feed you and, and that sort of thing. Everybody had different jobs. It's only in the last you know, couple hundred years where people have really been able to live on their own. And in the last probably five years or less where you could truly live in a house on your own and never see anyone because you could order food on Uber Eats and work from home and like never leave your house. Right. Uh, I hope your listeners are, are leaving their houses, but you, you could if you really wanted to. And the point I'm trying to make is that you look at our evolution and humans are social creatures. I think we're meant to collaborate and support each other. And most people are not able to achieve the success they want by doing things on their own. And I don't think we are meant to, I don't think we need to, or we should, right? I think it's important to ask for and find help. If you look at the most successful people you admire, most of them had some type of help along the way. Um, For me, uh, almost all of the things I've achieved has been because I was willing to go out and and look for help and and find mentors, uh, hire coaches, join mastermind groups, um, all the things that I've done. And and sometimes those mentors can be from afar, right? Reading books and listening to podcasts. Uh, there are authors and experts that I follow who are very helpful to me, uh, who, you know, don't even know who I am. Right. Because I, I follow their content and, um, and that's why they put that stuff out there. Right. But also finding a mentor, um, working with your manager, finding friends and colleagues who are willing to support you in the things that you're doing can be extremely helpful. And if you have a goal, uh, let's say your goal is to get promoted, or you want to run a marathon, or you know, do a triathlon, or improve your relationship, or whatever it may be. It's always helpful to go through that with someone else, right? Find an accountability partner, a friend, a colleague who is doing something similar, and you can check in with each other and really push each other, and root for each other, and celebrate each other. You know, you mentioned uh, you know, kind of that question of like, who are you surrounding yourself with? And are you surrounding yourself with, is always an important question, are you surrounding yourself with, with, with supportive people who are rooting for you and holding you accountable and pushing you? Or are you surrounding yourself with negative people who don't believe in you and are trying to hold you back? And it makes a huge, huge difference. You know, Jim Rohn famously said that you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. Uh, Tony Robbins says that we rise to the level of the peers that we surround ourselves with. And I find it very, very true. So I continue to try to surround myself with people who are ambitious, who are supportive, who are quote unquote successful, and that I think that they're living life the right way, the way I want to live my life, and um, are teaching and helpful and supportive and collaborative. And I'm always trying to learn from them and also support them as well, like find ways to, to root for them and support them. I'm a big fan of uh, operating with an abundant mindset. Uh, and with that, comes the belief that there is no shortage of uh, money, love, or success in the world. And so we can root for the success of others and it doesn't take anything away from us. Um, and I think the more we do that, call it karma or anything else, uh, the more it's going to come back to us. So packing some other lessons in there, but these are things that have, have helped me become more successful uh, in my mind. And uh, I, what I see is really helpful to other people as well.
0: You know, as we keep talking, I think, my my head is spinning in, in how much I like we 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 think all yeah. the things that you mentioned are things that I'm constantly talking about uh, and I feel the same way I think that you know if I if I see myself and a lot of people would look at me and say I I've, I've been very successful in my career mm. which I think it's true and I'm fulfilled at the same time because I've been very intentional about building my career the way it is but I would, ha- I would not be where I am if it wasn't because of all the people that along the way were helping me, you know, the mentors uh, giving advice and, and learning from their experiences, yeah. coaches that have pushed right. me outside of my comfort zone, accountability partners you mentioned that mm. have helped me get through, you know, in those times that you're, you're procrastinating and you're yep. kind of giving up, like they push you to continue. Uh, I always say that we are better at keeping promises to others that we are to ourselves. so it's true. yeah. Sharing your commitments with others and checking in with others on the progress you're making can go long ways more than trying to do it by yourself because yeah, we tend to break promises with ourselves before we do with oh, anybody else. It's so true.
1: If anybody's wondering about that, just ask yourself the question, If I committed to going to the gym every morning at 6 a.m, on my own, how often would you get there? Uh, And if I told you that I was going to be there waiting for you every morning at 6 a.m. because we agreed to meet up to work out together, how likely are you gonna be there? You're more likely to be there when you know you have a buddy waiting for you because you don't wanna let them down.
0: Exactly, exactly. And then the the other figure that has been critical for me, and I would love to hear your take on this one, is sponsors. And mm-hmm. it wasn't until recently that I realized that I've had a lot of sponsors in my career. Like I never called them sponsors. Yeah. I never searched for them. Uh, they found me and they, they found something in me that mm-hmm. uh, tell them that I was capable, that I had potential. And they advocated for me along the way. They opened doors for me. Um, and I always say the difference for me between a mentor and, and, and a sponsor, right? You choose your mentors, your hmm. sponsors choose you. The mentor is kind of a guide. The sponsor is kind of the, yeah, it, it's kind of like a sponsor, right? Right. So yeah. um, I'd love to hear your take on, on that.
1: Hmm. Well, first of all, I will say like going back to the mentors and getting help. Uh, if you read my book, and I hope people will, Own Your Career, Own Your Life, it's available on Amazon, but if you read the book, you'll see that throughout the book, I credit all of the people I learned from, all the books that I read, um, the mentors that I've had. Uh, I do not try to pretend that I made this stuff on my on my own, right? This is all stuff that has been around and that I've learned from other people, and, and I always want to give credit to those people. Um, and I hope that anyone listening will think about the people that have helped them, you know, along their journey and and show gratitude towards them. Um, The whole sponsor idea is something that I haven't really thought about that much. You know, I've had many mentors. Um, I've had lots of friends who've been on this journey with me and helped me a lot. Uh, I don't know if I've had a sponsor per se, uh, but I do know that I've had a lot of friends who have opened doors for me, who have gone out of their way to help me, uh, just as I do for them. And uh, I hadn't thought of it in a sponsorship capacity. That might be more of a, you know, corporate type thing, but uh, it's something I'll, I'll have to think about. You, you stumped me.
0: Yeah. Um, as I said, I, I, I came through this thought recently when someone came to me and asked me, would you be my sponsor? Hmm. I had to stop for a second and I'm like, wait a minute, what does that even mean? Yeah. Right. And I had yeah. to reflect on my on my own career, granted on the corporate world, on have I had sponsors? Because I mm. never called them sponsors, right? But I did. Yeah. So this concept is something that um, I know a lot of companies are trying to start more programs yeah, around sponsorship,
1: sponsorship programs, um, things like that.
0: Especially around DEI and, yep. and all this space. So yeah. yeah, but definitely asking for help is a huge piece of owning your career doesn't mean that you have to do it by your own. But it means that you take the responsibility and you're also vulnerable Mm. and humble to Mm. reach out for the help that you need to take you there.
1: Right. I think it's important. uh, I use this metaphor in my book and I learned it from another friend. I think I originally heard it from my friend Larry Hagner at a conference. Um, This idea of, of thinking of us climbing a mountain and you think you're climbing that mountain towards the peak, whatever that might be. And there are always going to be people ahead of you who have like figured things out, they're older, they're wiser, they're whatever it is, they've done the thing. Um, and there are always going to be people behind you, no matter where you are, who are still trying to figure things out. And while it's important to be willing to ask for help from others, it's also just as important, if not more important to reach mm-hmm. your hand back down, right, and look for ways to help others. Because um, you know, call it karma or whatever you want to call it. I believe that the more you put out into the world, the more kindness and generosity, and the more you help others, the more it's going to come back to you. And I think I'm getting help all the time from people. And it just, it it seems to come to me. And I always know when I think about it, it's because I've spent so much time helping others. And when I say like helping others, it's very important to remember that when you go to help others, do favors for others, whatever it may be, that you always do it with no expectations, right? You're not waiting for someone else to return the favor. Oh, I helped this guy, he made an intro for this guy, and he didn't do anything for me. It's not about that person, right? It's about what you put out into the world and the amount of time you spend helping others and just knowing that it's going to come back to you in, in some way or another, right? So I think it's really important to be thinking about that no matter where you are, even if you're in college, right, and you're still trying to figure things out. There are kids in high school who don't even like know how to get into college, right? And you can yeah. you can go help them, right? So there's always people behind you you can help. And then, of course, you want to be willing to help others. And you, know, one more thing I would add on that because I think it's really important, is that sometimes we don't reach out and ask people for help because we are we're afraid, we don't want to bother them, we don't want to put them out, and we feel like, oh, you know, we should be able to do this on our own. It would really be bothering to them, you know, to ask them for help. But when you think about when other people ask you for help, when you help others, most people love it, right? Like, I love helping others. Yeah. I can tell by looking at your face that you do is right. So sometimes I almost tell people, think of it like you're doing people a favor sometimes when you ask them to help you, especially using whatever expertise, knowledge they have. I love when people ask me for help, uh, you know, in certain areas within, within reason, right? But Um, it makes me feel good to be able to help others. And, uh, most people feel the same way.
0: Yeah, I can agree more with that. I think one, um, is the sense of paying it forward for me Mm. has been huge in my career. Like one of the the parts that I love more about my job is being able to mentor others. Yeah. When someone comes to me and asks, would you be my mentor? Like they make my day, right? Like, yeah, right. I don't see it as, as more work. I see it as an honor. I see it as, you know, I, I love to, to do that. And, and I think um, I love your, your, your analogy because I think it's so true. I think I always like to tell people is like, whether you know it or not, people are watching. Like people are watching what you're doing, how you're showing up. So if, they, if that is the case, which I think it is, why not being intentional about showing up as the best version of you and showing up in a way that you're able to inspire others? Mm. And when you think about that, um, for me personally, when I, when I think about that and I'm trying to show up in any, any place in life, right? And I think, oh, someone is watching me. It just helps me be more intentional mm-hmm. about how I show up so I can be of a positive influence to other people around me.
1: Yeah, and and that, re- that leads into... You know, I have a, a chapter of my book about the importance of building your personal brand, which is, you know, essentially nothing more than your That's reputation. where I was heading. Oh, there you go. Okay, well, I'm sorry for stealing your transition. No, go, go ahead. <laughs> no, go, go, please. What did you want to ask?
0: Yeah, no, um, I was going to say that reading your book, again, another point where we um, are so in sync, right? I think we all have a brand,
1: whether mm-hmm. you know
0: it or not. Yep. Um. So likewise, um if you're going to have a brand one way or another be intentional about building your brand right but i, yeah. I wanted to to ask you first of all can you expand on this idea sure. and second of all if you want to be intentional about building your brand how you go about it
1: yeah so uh, your personal brand and or professional brand whatever you want to call it right is essentially nothing more than your reputation it's what people think and say about you whether you're around or you're not right and especially when you're not in the room and when you think about it uh and when you're going out for a job or a promotion or trying to get on a project team at work whatever it may be uh when the people make that decision usually you're not in the room and it's going to come down to you know maybe in some perfect world it's it's your skills and experience but really it's going to be about your brand too what do they think about you do they want to work with you and everybody has a brand right everybody has a reputation whether you do anything about it or not so I always think that it's worth being intentional about that brand, being mindful about your brand. And it doesn't mean I ever want to advocate for anybody being fake. I'm a big advocate of authenticity, um, you know, being yourself, but you can also be intentional and mindful about how you're showing up in the world and the ways that you impact that brand, especially at work is how you show up, how you interact with other people, how well you collaborate, right? Um, the type of work that you do, how hard you work, the projects you take on, um, and, and really a lot of it is how you interact with people, how you treat other people, right? Are you collaborative? Are you kind? Are you supportive? Uh, or are you, you know, I don't know, gruff and angry and, you know, off-putting, whatever the words are, uh, can make a big difference. You know, do you act with integrity? Do you follow through on the things that you said you were going to do? Are you reliable? Um, and, are you helping other people with their jobs? Or are you just taking care of yourself? These all impact your, your brand and your reputation and, and what people think about you. And every little action, every little interaction is, is something that's going to impact that brand. Like they're making a judgment and it's, they're kind of filing it away in their brains. And so I always just try to be mindful, intentional about how I'm showing up in every interaction. When I'm on, getting on Zoom with a client, when I'm doing a podcast interview like this, when I'm sending an email is what will people think of me when they see me, when they interact with me, when they read this email, this post, whatever it may be? And is it in alignment with the things that I want to stand for, like showing up with energy and being kind and supportive and happy um, and energetic and motivational and inspiring and all the things that I want to be? Is it in alignment with that or is it something else? Right. And so A lot of it is how you show up and how you interact with other people, treat other people. And then there's the whole online world as well, where you can start to build a brand using social media, like LinkedIn, um, either by posting content, right. Or commenting on other people's content, sharing content. Um, You know, are you supporting other people that you care about? Like they notice those things, right. Are you commenting on their posts? Just spending a little bit of time there every day um, can make a difference. So I, I just... You know, you don't have to like spend all your time thinking about it, but it's one of those things that I always recommend you just kind of file into the back of your head so that every time you interact with somebody, you walk into a meeting or interaction or take a phone call or even send an email, you ask yourself, Am I showing up in alignment with my brand? And what are people going to think of me after this? And you know, don't get obsessed with that, right? But like, what are people going to think? Are they going to enjoy interacting with me or are they not? Right. And be yourself, but um, also be mindful about how other people may re- be reacting to how you're acting.
0: Yeah, and I think um, I am the same way. I Especially before I have an important meeting or one-on-one with my team or something like that, I take two minutes just to ask these questions to myself. Like, mm. how do I wanna show up? What is my intention in this meeting? And that is really helpful because one thing that I found is that we live in a world that we're so fast paced and we're so busy and we're jumping to one thing to another Mm -hmm. that a lot of times we let our emotions and our immediate reaction to things to to take to bring not the best in us Uh, and a lot of times it's just a matter of slowing down and it only takes a minute or two right it's not like as you said you're constantly obsessing about this but it's just Taking a minute to pause and ask yourself some of these questions, I always say um, the quality of your questions determine the quality of your actions and, mm. and therefore the quality of your life. But I think these are such powerful questions.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Curiosity is, is so, so important yes. uh, when it comes to you know networking, which we didn't specifically talk about, but building your brand. Uh, just being curious and asking people questions before you make assumptions, which are like the, the number one thing that get people in trouble all the time with others, right? Is making assumptions, um, but being very curious, like you said, asking good questions, uh, which leads to more information and and hopefully ways to support other people and impacts your brand.
0: Yes, another thing that you talk in your book is um, I'm going to read a quote from your book that it says the mistake many people and companies make is that either They don't take time to prioritize or they call everything a priority. And I think this is such it's so common right across the board. And a lot of times what I find in in interacting with people about their careers is that everything else is a priority over their careers is like, Mm all the fires, all the things, mm-hmm. right? And, and they prioritize everything else and then their careers end up being at the bottom of that yeah. list. Um, when it comes to owning your career, um, yeah. how do you identify what are the things that matter most and how do you prioritize them?
1: Mm, that's a million dollar question right there, <laughs> uh, up there with finding your purpose, right? Uh, So you're you're absolutely right. You know, like they say, if everything's a priority, then nothing's a priority, right? And most people don't have priorities. They don't spend time on the important things. They're in reaction mode, right? They're reacting to all the things that are coming their way. And that's not unusual. In fact, we have so many things to react to on a daily basis. Think about all your emails coming in, text messages, social media notifications, phone calls, uh, you know, requests from your boss, from your spouse, from your kids like you name it, like there's stuff coming in all the time and we can spend most of our time reacting to these things. Uh, But we've got to recognize what's most important for us to get done and making sure that we're spending time on that. And the way we figure that out is by taking time away from those things. And I believe the foundation of owning your career is self-reflection and self-awareness, right? So it's starting with sitting down with a, you know, a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and a notebook in a quiet space where nobody's going to bother you for at least 30 minutes or more and starting to reflect on your career and your life, you know, where you are now, how you got there. What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? What are your strengths and weaknesses? What do you want to do more of? What energizes you? What are your values? What are the things that you truly care about? Um, what type of work would you like to be doing in the future? And then You know, what's your vision for where you want to get to in your career? And how are you going to get there? You know, putting a real plan in place and starting to set some real specific goals. You know, I'm a big fan of smart goals, a specific, measurable, actionable, relative, time bound. Um, Setting a couple of smart goals about, okay, I want to get to vice president of talent management, or I want to become a director of marketing, or, you know, I want to move into HR, whatever your goal is. Um, you know, there's no bad ones, right? But getting specific about that and the timeline you wanna do it in, how are you gonna get there? How are you gonna get help? And then, you know, within your role, maybe you have some projects that you wanna work on. And the challenge for a lot of people is they get lost in the busy work, like we talked about. Uh, in the book, I, I mention something that uh, I think Stephen Covey referenced in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People that actually came from President Dwight D. Eisenhower in the 50s called the, the Eisenhower Matrix which is essentially on, you know, one axis, you have the level of importance for work. And on the other axis, the X axis, you have the, the level of urgency. And, you know, what they both talk about is that most people spend all their time in the high urgent category, even if it's unimportant work and the important stuff, you know, important urgent gets done, but the important non-urgent work rarely gets time. Right. And that includes things like reading, learning, networking, um, your health, Right. Um, these are things that like, no one's going to be over your shoulder telling you like, Hey, you need to read a book or you need to go to the gym or you need to get enough sleep or you need to make sure that you're learning. Right. Um, these are things we have to make time for. Right. And so that's where we either need to like put them in our schedules. We either develop a habit like you have with the morning routine. Right. Um, or we need to, you know, build them in as part of the work that we're doing. And something I do on a regular basis is I constantly ask myself the question, is how I'm spending my time right now, or generally, a good use? Is it help? Is it serving me and helping me move towards my goals, or is it not? Right? And mm-hmm. that's not to say that I don't waste time. I do it with the best of them. I get lost on Instagram, or you know, whatever happens. Right? Sometimes um, we're all human. Uh, but I find just by asking that question often brings me back, and I'm like, oh, this work I'm doing right now is it's going to take me an hour to do this thing. And it's not even going to matter when I could be spending that time doing this other thing over here. That's going to make more of a difference and move me closer to my goals. And then the last thing I'll add is that, you know, you mentioned you started adopting the morning routine years ago, and I did as well. That was a game changer for me because having that quiet space in the morning, before you start the day, starting the day with intention and being able to spend time thinking, especially if you have kids right? To do this before your kids get up and they're like asking for things and you're making breakfast and getting going to work and all this stuff. Um, But to have half an hour, hour, hour and a half uh, of quiet Mm -hmm. space where you can be intentional, you can read, you can take out a journal, you can write down your thoughts and ideas, the most important things you want to get done that day. Um, I've been doing that now for more than six years, fairly consistently. And it's made a huge, huge difference in my life.
0: Yeah, I fully agree with you. I think that how you start your day Sets the tone for the rest of the, re- of the day. I feel like if for any reason my morning routine gets messed up, uh, that day I'm more going, you know, like being more reactive. I'm probably not showing up at my best. Um, starting my day uh, with that morning routine, investing in myself. As you said, before my kids wake up, it's like mm. me time. Yeah, Where I exercise, I journal, I plan my day, I, you know, it, it's, it, it's a game changer. And I agree with you, you need to make it a must and you need to schedule it. Yeah, um, I think scheduling time for those things, like if you're really want, if your career is a priority right now, because it might not be right, not for everyone, your career is among your priorities, right? But if, if you're trying to move your career forward, maybe looking for a promotion or doing something different, you need to be very intentional about making the time to make that happen and just block time in your calendar to work on that, whatever that means, right? As you said, mm-hmm. it might be reading a book, it might be listening to a podcast. Yeah. And here's the thing, what I find out is that it becomes addictive.
1: Mm. Like my
0: morning routine started being a 15 minute morning routine. Now is two hours. and yeah where it. it started with, I'm going to read one page of a book a day. Mm-hmm. I read, you know, I devour books now and podcasts and all the yeah. things. It just, it grows in you. I think it's, it, it becomes addictive.
1: I love it. What time are you getting up, Caroleva? Um,
0: Right now at five, but I used okay. to do it at 4.30 when I was going to the office, but I'm working okay. from home now. So yeah, get I, some I get some extra time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm right there with you. 5 a.m., I was doing four thirty for a while. Um, and then later for a while, I was dealing with some health sh- health issues. But then, um, you know, I'm back on the five five thirty bus, and it's it's great. I love it.
0: Yeah. Yes. So um, one more topic I want to talk about before we we close out. Uh, I want to be very respectful of your time, But you mentioned networking, and I think mm. expanding your network is critical. Yeah. For your career, whatever your career looks like, like your network is one of your most valuable assets in your career. Um, can you expand a little bit on on this concept of the importance of a network and expanding your network?
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, nothing has been more impactful, important, critical for me in my own career success than than having a network, than having relationships with people. So many people that have opened doors that have helped me. Um, when I think back across my career. Uh, almost every job I've had in business opportunity, and there have been many uh, have come from people in my network. going all the way back to when I was fifteen, and my mom got me my first job, uh, working for the county maintenance crew it was definitely nothing luxurious, but my mom had some connection, uh, and I had none, right? and and got me that job. And then the next job I got was uh, working at a pharmacy because of my best friend in high school was working there, and he got me that job, right? And then the next job was, another friend got me that job. And you know, all the way up through, I mentioned the consulting job earlier when we started that, that came from a friend as well who had just started there and got me the interview. And uh, this is something that's just so critical. Uh, when you think about going out for a job or a promotion or a project role or anything that you're trying to achieve, the difference between Someone, you know, referring you and getting you that, that job or that interview or whatever it is versus, you know, applying online or going through the official process and being one of 300 or 400 applicants or whatever it is, it's a huge difference, right? And we're not always going to know the right people that can walk us into whatever we're trying to achieve, but I find the more and more people, you know, (laughs) the more likely you are to know the person that's going to find something for you and or recommend something or help you with something. And uh, there's two parts to that. Like I'll say three, actually three really important factors are number one is meeting as many people as possible and knowing lots of people, right? Number two is, Seeking ways to help those people, right? Like always looking for ways to help others first. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, think about it. Like a friend of mine told me it was like a bank account, right? Like you want to deposit money before you take it out, right? So always look for ways to help people before you ask for help. And we talked about karma earlier and all that stuff. Um, And then number three is be willing to ask for help or at least let people know what you're working on because nobody can really help you if they don't know what you want or what you need, right? So like if you're looking for a new job and you're being very secretive about it and you don't tell anybody... Guess what? Nobody's going to make an introduction for you because they have no idea. Right. Um, When I'm trying to achieve something or do something, I almost tell everybody what I'm doing. And it's it's usually I'm not usually asking them for anything. It's just kind of like, hey, here's what I'm working on. What are you working on? And inevitably, someone would be like, oh, you're doing that? Like, I have this connection over here. Let me see if I can help you. Because, again, going back to what we talked about earlier, we love helping each other, right? But people can't help you if they don't know what you're doing. So whatever you're working on, um, you know, make sure you talk to people about it. Uh, You know, not in like a bragging way or an annoying way, right? But just letting people know. And, I mean, that network, we talked about the importance of curiosity, You know, you you probably, maybe you can't be out there networking all the time. Like I kind of am, because that's really my business is building relationships and talking to people. Um, But really, if you just set your intention and say, I want to meet one or two new people a week, uh, I just want to learn about them. I'm going to get curious. Uh, You don't even have to go outside of your company, right? Just try to get to know people in different places, different, different departments, um, you know, Caroline. I know you. You started, I think, with a new company fairly recently, right? In in talent management. Yes. You know, think about getting to know people in legal and IT and marketing and finance, right? And the next time you need to get that that budget approval, and like you've got a friend in finance, you're like, hey, what's up? You can find out about the process is a lot easier than going through the official thing. So you know, just having those connections is just so so valuable. I'm just a big big fan of it, and I know I think a lot of people know that it's important but they shy away from it or they don't make time for it. And uh, I'm just an advocate that like you need, that is one of those important things that you you need to make time for.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I love those three components that you said. I will add to that is be genuine in wanting Mm. to learn about the other person. I think you mentioned we're social creatures and we love to talk about ourselves like as human beings, right? So I know I'm an introvert and for me, networking was always this scary thing, right? Mm. And then when I started to see it as, you know what, people like to talk about themselves. I just need to ask them what are they're doing, um, what they're working on. And then people start talking and the conversation kind of flows. And when you're genuinely paying attention to what they're saying, like that goes so long ways.
1: Yeah. Just be curious and interview people. You know, people always ask me like, oh, I'm an introvert. What do I do? First of all, extrovert, introvert is, is really a lot more about how you manage your energy, right? And, and yeah. knowing if you're an introvert that if you are gonna be around a lot of people, you need to block in time to like spend on your own, right? So you can, you can cool down. Um, but if you are intimidated by this idea of like talking to a lot of people or people feel pressure, like I've got to come with stories to entertain them. Like, no, you just need to be curious, right? Ask people questions. As you mentioned, uh, there's a famous book called How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie, it came out wow. in the 1930s. Um, 80 years later, it's just as true as it was then. He said that everybody's favorite word is their name and everybody's favorite subject is themselves. And it is true, right? We all love, we're thinking about ourselves all the time and we like talking about ourselves. So, like you said, just be curious and, and ask people questions.
0: Yeah. Andy, I can be talking with you for hours. This is such a great conversation. Uh, Before we close, I want to make sure that everyone knows how to connect with you. So we're going to put on the show notes of this podcast episode, the link to your book and your podcast and your LinkedIn profile. But can you talk a little bit more about how people can connect with you? Um,
1: Sure. Yeah, of course. Uh, So the book is called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. It's available on Amazon. Uh, If you want to just grab some free resources, I have one, a few on my website, Uh, One of them is the five steps to owning your career to walk you through the whole process. You don't even have to read the book. Uh, I also have my morning routine on there and the top five most common mistakes that people make in their careers. Uh, You can get all of that by going to ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus. That's ownyourcareerownyourlife.com slash bonus. Uh, I have a podcast called the Own Your Career Podcast, as well as uh, two others, the Talent Development Hot Seat for those who work in talent development, learning and development, uh, and my NFT journey, which is more about NFTs and Web3, a a curiosity of mine. Uh, And then uh, I'm very active on social media. So find me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, uh, I'm out there.
0: Yeah, make sure that you connect with Andy, that you take advantage of those free resources. And of course that you grab a copy of the book, is a mass read, uh, all the things that we've been talking about on this episode and much more are included on Andy's book, so go grab a copy. Andy, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been such an amazing conversation.
1: Thank you so much, Caroline. I really appreciate it. I'm honored and I appreciate you having me on.